This program may contain strong language and sensitive content. Also, if I mention any film, I'm probably gonna spoil it. Discretion is advised. Being an adult comes with so many different experiences. And aside from the constant questioning of the purpose of your existence, once you grow up, you realize that you took so many things for granted. And one of them is sleep. I mean, think back to all the times that you pulled an all-nighter. Staying up all night to finish every episode in the season. Staying up all night to study for things that will not matter later on in your life. How many times have you just wanted to sleep in instead of leaving the house? It's rainy and cold outside. Perfect timing for sleep. Feeling stressed out? Just take a nap and when you wake up, your mind will be clear. For those brief hours, you detach from your physical reality and float away, sinking into the arms of rest. And there is nothing like falling asleep after a long day. It's nighttime. Finally, everything has come to a pause and you can relax and let go. You settle in and with each chirp of the cricket song, you fall asleep. Nothing but pure peace. You take in a deep breath and want to roll over so you can throw yourself further into the dream world. But your body feels heavy. You try and try, but you can't move. You start to panic. Your heart beats faster. The room gets darker. Here we go again. You give in and lay there still. You breathe slow. It will all be over soon. You wait it out. Finally, it seems like it's over. You use all of your strength and manage to move your finger and a huge rush of relief surges through your body. And just when you think it's done, the room falls dead silent. You finally turn and standing next to your bed staring dead at you, it's the old hag. and welcome to The Altered Take. On this episode, we take a look at sleep paralysis, nightmares, and other sleep phenomena. Years and years of evolution, changing and adapting. Our planet and all that it holds flows in a harmonious sink like a deep breath of fresh air, gently inhaling and exhaling. The universal flow. From conception, birth, growth, and living life, there are certain thresholds that need to be met for the continued existence of life. From food, shelter and clothing, to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's one often forgotten deed that seems small but plays a significant role in the day-to-day -day functioning of life. Sleep. The world falls silent, everything slows down, and to the darkness you surrender. For this pause in time, your consciousness takes a break. And most days, we forget that we even slept or dreamed, as it's such a regular activity, happening almost as if the brain knows exactly when to stop and allow every sense of your being to relax. But this makes the role that sleep plays often belittled or forgotten. Sleep is the doorway between what we think of as the real world and other higher dimensions. As the body retires, 
consciousness shifts to a lighter, non-physical form that catapults us into a land of many mystical mysteries, dreams. The one place where we are not limited by the confines of logic and our physical senses. It can be beautiful, magical, free. It can also be dark, haunting, and chilling. Sleep has been used by many as a bridge to escape into the impalpable abyss of endless possibilities. From searching for higher knowledge, getting divine revelations, flying to different planes of existence, to other practices, sleep and the dream world have long been used for many endeavors aside from simply resting one's body. And though it can be calm and peaceful, sometimes sleep is a dark hole that you fall into, throwing you right into the shadows of the dream world, leaving you paralyzed. For that dreadful pause in time, you are forced to come face to face with your worst fears. So sleep is simply when the body is not active and the mind is unconscious. For adult human beings, it's recommended to get seven hours of sleep or a minimum of four hours for healthy functioning of the body. Now sleep affects different aspects of our lives and aside from allowing our bodies to relax and recharge, sleep also helps us neurologically and psychologically aiding in overall better health, better moods, and clear thinking. And of course, everyone's daily routine is different, but sleep schedules often follow the circadian rhythm, which refers to the biological and behavioral changes that follow the 24-hour cycle, primarily as a response to the time of the day affecting most living things. And there's many factors that can affect the quality of sleep, from not getting enough hours in, to sleep conditions that can affect the overall well-being of those who are affected. Dealing with the human mind, there's of course many things that remain a wonder to researchers, but there's one sleep phenomenon that's been talked about for centuries and affects nearly 4 out of every 10 persons at any stage in their life. It's sleep paralysis. So sleep paralysis is the feeling of being conscious but unable to move occurring when one passes from the stages of wakefulness into sleep. To have a better understanding of sleep paralysis, let's look at the cycles of sleep. The first stage, N1, is a transition from wakefulness to sleep and usually lasts from 5 to 10 minutes. Breathing and heart rate slows down and the brain produces alpha and theta waves ranging from 4 to 13 hertz. The next stage, N2, is a light stage of sleep and is the longest stage of sleep. Heart and breathing rate slows down further and the body's temperature drops. The brain still produces theta waves at this stage. Next is N3, the final and deepest stage of non-REM sleep. Bodily functions like tissue repair, cell regeneration and strengthening of the immune system happen at this stage. Breathing and heart rates are at their slowest, with the brain producing delta waves of 1 to 3 hearts. 90 minutes after falling asleep comes the REM stage, typically accompanied by rapid eye movements, increased breathing and heart rates, and the muscles become paralyzed. This is the stage in sleep when most dreaming occurs and the brain produces beta waves similar to those produced while we are awake. It's the most studied stage of sleep as most sleep phenomena happen during REM sleep. These stages are cycled through multiple times throughout the night. As we transition into REM sleep, we produce vivid dreams and to prevent us from physically acting them out and possibly harming ourselves, the brain paralyzes the motor control, which in turn paralyzes the entire body. Sometimes you wake up during this paralysis, creating a clash between the dream and real world. 
This is the point when you realize that you can't move your body even though your mind is awake. It usually goes away within minutes but can be a very unsettling experience, especially if hallucinations are had. During this convergence of the dream and real world, the brain can sometimes create bizarre hallucinations. This is a survival instinct as the brain is trying to make sense of the surroundings following the uncertainty of what could be possibly lying in the dark. The barrier between self and other dissolves and this is when entities are encountered. So these two types of hallucinations that can happen with sleep paralysis. First, these hypnagogic hallucinations which happen while falling asleep and these hypnopompic hallucinations which happen while you're waking up. The human mind as we know it is a powerful tool and the horrific visuals that one may encounter are nothing but mere projections from the brain. But what makes this interesting is many people claim to experience similar haunting events. Different cultures even have entities with the same attributes but different names in their language. From an unknown presence roaming around your room to the feeling of being choked while you're sleeping, let's look at some of the scary shit encountered during sleep paralysis. The earliest account of sleep paralysis dates back to the first century from Roman poet Horace. When doomed to death, I will attend to you as a nocturnal fury. I will attack your faces and brooding upon your restless breasts, I will deprive of repose by terror. In ancient Mesopotamia and Rome, stories of a demon that roamed around at night bringing nightmares were common. The demon's name? Incubus originating from the Latin word incubare, which means to sit on. Incubus is a male demon from folklore that was believed to be responsible for bringing nightmares. While in the state of sleep paralysis, it is common to panic as the brain switches to survival mode. A malevolent spirit can be felt in the room and once he gets close enough, Incubus sits on the chest of the victim and begins to choke them, inducing horrifying dreams. Most who have experienced this hallucination feel pressure on their chests, sometimes a choking sensation on their necks, and if they manage to open their eyes during the sleep paralysis episode, they can see the demon right in their face. Incubus and the female counterpart Succubus are also known as sex demons who aggressively have sex with victims as they sleep. This is known as Incubus Syndrome. The delusion of being sexually approached by an unforeseen person at night is more common in those with erotomania and schizophrenic love delusions, while those who encounter incubus during sleep paralysis report feelings of unease, tension, and nightmares. In later years, this common occurrence that was characterized by the feeling of an entity exerting pressure on one's thorax was given the term incubus phenomenon. This phenomenon of a malignant entity that paralyzes its targets while they sleep, lays on their chest and brings bad dreams is widely known with different cultures having their own version. The most widely known variation of Incubus is the Old Hag. To understand this better, let's take a look into the history of witches. In ancient times, with growing superstitions and spiritual beliefs, placing the blame on outcasts every time a negative event occurred became the norm. Old people, men and women alike, were highly respected in society, and in the early 16th century, the term hag was used to simply refer to an old person. As the witch mass hysteria grew, more and more old women were accused of being witches, seeing as they were an easy target to attack. 
Eventually, the word hag became old hag and was used to refer to all the ugly women who are believed to be witches. Those who have hallucinations of the old hag often see a womanly figure in a hood who sometimes stands beside the bed staring at them and other times goes full incubus mode, sits on their chest and chokes them. The old hag and incubus show up in many different stories. In parts of Brazil, folklore tells of Pisadeira, a creature with long fingernails that lurks on people's rooftops at night, then comes into a person's house and tramples on the chests of those who sleep. In Catalonia, there's the legend of La Pesante, a large black dog, or sometimes a cat, that goes into people's houses at night, sits on their chests, making it hard to breathe and causing nightmares. The Mara from Scandinavian folklore is a sleep demon that often took the form of a woman. She visited men and rode their chests while they slept till they couldn't breathe, resulting in nightmares and paralysis. The Mara would sometimes leave marks on the victims and they would wake up sweating with the fever. Incubus and the old hag are the most encountered entities during sleep paralysis, but these other beings that people have reported having similar experiences with and this brings us to my own personal story. Like many other children, I frequently used to get nightmares and sleep paralysis. This one particular night, I had gone to sleep as usual but began falling into an episode of sleep paralysis. By this point, I had experienced it so many times and I just calmly lay there waiting for the episode to subside on its own. As the paralysis faded away, I managed to turn my head to the side, facing the direction of my window, which I had left wide open. I managed to open my eyes, and underneath my curtain that was dancing in the breeze, there he was, the man in the hat. He was facing sideways, looking outside of the window, so I wasn't really scared, but it was a very weird experience. I only saw him for a few seconds, and eventually I was able to wake up and go back to sleep. Years ago, there was a rising number of healthy people dying in their sleep, and that's when the myth of the man in the hat came to be. Many people told stories of seeing a similar figure, and in 1984, he even became the antagonist of the horror cult classic, the Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is a clawed figure who murders his victims in their dreams, and it was believed that those who died in their sleep saw the hat man before their unfortunate fate. Some even say that just the simple mention of his name will invite him to your dreams tonight. Another common hallucination is sensing the presence of an intruder who often manifests as a shadow person. A shadow person is a spirit believed to manifest itself in the shadow of a humanoid figure, terrorizing humans while they sleep. This next one is the most interesting hallucination. While experiencing a sleep paralysis episode, sometimes a sense of levitation can be felt with a body floating above the bed. Just like the intruder, the presence of entities in the room can be felt. Next comes flashing lights and a buzzing sound. Then, creeping out of the shadows to capture and abduct the target. Aliens. The hairless, grey, big-eyed creatures approach their victims and insert instruments into their nostrils and other parts of their body. Sometimes, they even have intercourse with them. 
The topic of extraterrestrial life goes deep, but there's been a correlation observed from the many accounts on alien abductions given that show it could all just possibly be a hallucination had during sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis can be a scary experience, but there's also other sleep phenomena that are equally unsettling. Let's take a look at them. Yeah, yeah, I know. We do not talk about Fight Club. But sleep was one of the catalysts that sparked all of the action. In the 1999 Fincher film adaptation, Fight Club follows the experiences of an unnamed protagonist struggling with insomnia. Inspired by his doctor's exasperated remark that insomnia is not suffering, the protagonist finds relief by impersonating a seriously ill person in several different support groups. On one of his many business trips, the protagonist meets Tyler, a charming soap salesman, and in a crazy turn of events, they end up forming Fight Club, a weekly meeting where men gather to meet and fight each other. From the crazy brawls, Project Mayhem, Fumala Singer, all of it comes tumbling down when the protagonist realizes that he is Tyler and had been hallucinating Brad Pitt's character, but in fact, they are one and the same person. Of course, Tyler could have also possibly been suffering from dissociative identity disorder, antisocial disorder, or other mental illnesses, but his insomnia played a crucial role. Insomnia is a prolonged and usually abnormal inability to get enough sleep, usually due to difficulty in falling and staying asleep. Insomnia causes sleep deprivation, which in turn brings on other issues, one of them being psychosis. A mental illness characterized by loss of contact with reality, often with hallucinations or delusions. Tyler's insomnia made him depressed, and as an escape, he imagined up an ideal version of himself that allowed him to unconsciously detach from reality and live out his ideal fantasy through his hallucination. Poor sleep quality can also increase dissociation levels, which probably contributed to his split personality, with his amnesia being an indicator of dissociative identity disorder. We also see this portrayed in Brad Anderson's psychological thriller, The Machinist, that follows a paranoid factory worker who begins to question his sanity. Christian Bale portrays Trevor, a machinist who becomes emaciated due to his insomnia. Trevor hasn't slept in a year, and his paranoia from the lack of sleep brought on by his insomnia causes him to start seeing Evan, an unfamiliar co-worker who his colleagues can't see. PTSD from his past guilt led him to develop insomnia, which then caused his hallucinations as a manifestation of what he was subconsciously running away from. So we've talked about sleep deprivation, and one of its other effects aside from psychosis is sleep debt. Sleep debt is the difference between the amount of sleep that a person needs and the amount of sleep that they actually get. So when you fall behind on the amount of sleep that you need, you build up a sleep debt or sleep deficit. And over time, this can lead to fatigue, change in moods, and disoriented thinking. It can take nearly four days to recover from one hour of sleep debt. It's important to get your sleep, and most people do, but there can also be weird experiences even when you're getting your regular sleep. Ever woken up right before you hit the ground, or maybe you felt the sensation of falling while you're going to sleep? Well, that is the hypnic jerk. Stemming from hypnagogia as talked about earlier, your body is in the state of transitioning into sleep, and the brain can sometimes interpret the muscles relaxing as falling, and it sends out signals as if you are actually falling, causing the body to twitch or jolt you to wake up. 
At some point in our evolution, we slept on trees. Falling is one of the primal fears, and thus our brains became wired to react to it whether or not we were asleep. Many believe that the response to this primal instinct is the cause of the hypnic jerk, but researchers are still investigating it. Some theories say that the jerks happen as the brain wants to prevent you from dying since it can't differentiate between reality and sleep. The brain also has no concept of what happens after death, so to avoid the fear of the unknown, you are jolted awake to ensure that you're still alive. Hypnic jerks are often accompanied with a falling sensation and sometimes hallucinations can be had during this episode. So sleep comes naturally to most of us, even though sometimes they shit like sleep paralysis with demons like incubus attacking you. But then there's also sleep disorders, which are conditions that cause a disturbance to regular sleep patterns, resulting in adverse effects. We've talked about insomnia, which in rare extreme cases can become a serious condition. Let's look at some other unsettling sleep disorders. During the REM phase of sleep is when dreams are experienced, and at times, these dreams can be nightmares. A nightmare is a disturbing dream that causes negative feelings of fear or anxiety, causing you to wake up. The term mare comes from the Scandinavian Mara, as many people in ancient times believed that an evil spirit was responsible for their bad dreams, and thus, the term nightmare was coined. There's many different causes for bad dreams, and nightmares are rarely anything to be worried about, but there's a sleep disorder that makes a nightmare feel real. Night terrors are a sleep disorder that cause episodes of screaming, intense fear and flailing while the person is still asleep. It is mostly common in children, but can sometimes affect adults. The cause is unknown, but the terrors are often triggered by stress, lack of sleep, or emotional tension. Night terrors are different from nightmares as they usually happen within the first hours of falling asleep during the non-REM cycle and are rarely remembered. The victims also can't wake up while having a night terror as it usually stops on its own and though they won't recall it, it can be a terrifying experience for those around them. Speaking of terrifying, there's a sleep disorder that causes you to get up and walk around while you're still asleep. Sleepwalking is more common in children but can happen in adulthood and is caused by various factors like stress, sleep deprivation, chronic migraines, and even breathing disorders. It's usually harmless and lasts around 10 or more minutes, but there's something chilling about a person walking around with their eyes sometimes fully opened all while still being asleep. And no matter how hard you try to wake them up, you can't snap them out of it. Snoring is normal and happens to everyone from time to time, but in some instances, it can be a signal for an underlying health condition and in extreme cases, it can become a chronic problem. Sleep apnea is a sleep disorder where breathing repeatedly stops and starts with symptoms like loud snoring and fatigue, even after a full night's rest. This sleep-related breathing disorder happens when throat and tongue muscles are more relaxed and this soft tissue can cause the airway to become blocked. The pauses in breathing, which happen multiple times per night, can create sleep interruptions that may encourage sleepwalking. It is most common in people with obesity and in extreme cases can lead to sudden cardiac death during sleep. Exploding head syndrome is a sleep disorder where a loud noise is heard typically while falling asleep. It is more common in women and though it is not a serious condition, the person usually wakes up in a state of fright and disorientation after being startled by the perceived loud noise. Its cause is unknown, but emotional stress and anxiety have been linked as triggers for the disorder. 
This next one gives me chills every time. Narcolepsy is a chronic sleep disorder that causes overwhelming drowsiness during the day. The disorder makes it hard to stay awake for long periods of time, causing issues in the daily routines of those who are affected. One of its main causes is the lack of hypocretine, a brain chemical that regulates wakefulness. It causes sudden attacks of sleep, sudden loss of muscle tone, and sometimes hallucinations. This reminds me of this one specific episode from A Thousand Ways to Die. Jake was the ideal factory worker, punctual, friendly, and thorough. He however had narcolepsy, which made him fall asleep in the strangest places. This chronic condition led to a fatal turn, but one day, Jake walked into the big curing oven and decided to take a break as it was warm and cozy inside. He sat down and eventually dozed off, but his co-worker, unaware that someone was inside the oven, shut the doors closed. The oven was then set at 600 degrees for 12 hours. The carbon monoxide and fumes from the oven made Jake fall unconscious before the worst damage occurred. At 108 degrees, his brain begins to die. At 120, his skin burns and begins to crust. At 200 degrees, his blood boils and by 570 degrees, the body spontaneously combusts. After 12 hours of extreme temperatures, Jake was left very well done. From shadows that lurk around while you are paralyzed in your sleep to horrible sleep disorders that can cause death, the simple act of sleep can have many odd occurrences and leaves many questions unanswered. There have however been many different practices through history that purposefully induce the state of sleep for different uses. The trance-like state, detachment from the physical body, and awareness of consciousness is the equilibrium that many meditation techniques hope to achieve. Meditation is a practice that aims to put one's focus in the present moment. These different types and methods of meditating mostly depending on the purpose. Regardless, meditative states produce alpha and theta waves in the brain similar to those produced in the N1 and N2 stages of sleep. Alpha waves induce feelings of calm and relaxation, while theta waves inspire creativity and insight. David Lynch, whose work beautifully depicts the dream world and subconscious mind, credits transcendental meditation as his source for creativity. The transcendental meditation technique allows one to get to the point of restful alertness where the body is deeply relaxed and the active conscious mind settles inwards, ultimately transcending to a state of pure consciousness. This calming down of the mind has many benefits, one of them being inspired creativity as there is room for fresh ideas from the subconscious mind to present themselves. Surrealism, a technique that aims to derive ideas from the unconscious mind, is not only used for creative inspiration, but also generating new ideas or solutions. These different approaches to surrealism, one of them involves playing with the sleep and wakeful states. Salvador Dali, Thomas Edison, Einstein, and other visionaries implemented this sleep technique that helped spark creativity in their works. So this technique involved holding an object in your hand while you fell asleep. As you doze off, you get to the relaxed hypnagogic stage of the N1 phase of sleep. As your body relaxes, you eventually lose grip of the object and it falls to the ground, sending you awake. The mind then floods in new information during this half-awake, half-asleep state. 
Dali called it slumber with a key as he would fall asleep on his armchair with his arms resting while holding a key in his hands and an upside down plate on the floor. Once the keys fell from his hand, hitting the plate and sending him awake, Dali found that this moment where one walked in equilibrium on the invisible wire that separates sleep from the waking to be the best moment to get inspiration. Similarly, Thomas Edison would fall asleep in his chair with a ball in his hand and once it dropped, he reported his mind being flooded with new images while in the half-awake state. Mystic and author Neville Goddard talked about state akin to sleep or sats as a key point in his teachings. To achieve this, while falling asleep, one would fully relax their body while keeping their mind active till they get to sats, the hypnagogic state right before drifting into sleep. While in this state, one would loop a short imagined scene of a specific desired outcome or repeat a short phrase that implied they received the desire over and over again in their mind till they finally drift off into sleep. Neville believed that information was easily impressed on the subconscious mind while in this state and in a divine, mysterious way, the desire manifested itself into physical reality. This is also observed from the CIA's publication on the Monrose Institute study. The researchers found that if concentration was given to a desired objective while in the Focus 12 state, which is similar to the N1 stage, the objective would eventually be projected into the physical reality. Similar to Goddard's teaching, the findings are based on the belief that the thought patterns generated by our consciousness in a state of expanded awareness create holograms which represent a situation we desire to bring about, and in so doing, establish the basis for actual realization of the goal. The Monroe trainers even caution against attempting to force the pace of this process because the individual could succeed in dislocating his existing reality with drastic consequences. Sleep has also been used as a tool by many to achieve states where their consciousness can leave their physical bodies and in this out-of-body experience, they can then explore different realms of the non-physical world. Some spiritual practices incorporated sleep as a bridge to travel to the spirit world or to travel to realms where individuals could interact with higher beings. So yeah, sleep paralysis and other sleep phenomena can get scary, but getting a deeper understanding on why some of these occurrences happen can help eliminate your fear and perhaps even improve your quality of sleep. As I grew older, my sleep paralysis and nightmares started happening less and less, and it made me wonder just how wild our imagination as kids can be. The question still remains, is it really just your mind using its powerful capabilities to create these scary experiences in the dark? Or is it Incubus paying you a nightly visit so he can choke you and terrorize you in your slumber? And that's it for this episode. Tune into the next one as we further explore the mysteries of sleep, diving into the world of lucid dreaming, astral travel, and more on the CIA. Bye, honey.